You're listening to the Better People Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Warner. With us today is our ongoing guest, Rhonda Ramirez, licensed professional counselor out of Central Texas. And today's topic, seasonal affective disorder. It's common for this time of the year. Rhonda, are you there? I am here. How are you doing? Good. Good. I was Good. telling you earlier about my my trip to Bucky's in Texas. Yeah. If anyone from Texas, it's <laughs> Bucky's. But Bucky's is an experience that you can only understand if you're from Texas been there. or been there. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the best way to say it, say it. Yeah. Yeah. So that has nothing to do with our topic tonight, though. We're talking nothing. about seasonal, <laughs> seasonal affective disorder, which is uh, commonly seen around this time of the year and uh, mm-hmm. just kind of right out of the gate to kind of how would you describe um, seasonal affective disorder? Also, the acronym is SAD, which is probably fitting. Right. Um, well, it's, it's a mood disorder, that, and it's just, it's, you know, it has similar and probably the same, some of the same um, uh, symptoms, depression, depressive symptoms, you know, um, but it happens at a specific time of the year. Now, a lot of people experience it during the winter, most commonly, um, but also uh, there's, a, there's a small portion of people who also can can experience this type of sadness this type of um disorder in the summer too um but mostly most commonly it is in the in the winter um i like to say it kind of correlates with the time change i know that i definitely notice personally but also within my counseling appointments Definitely, when the time changes, people do not miss their appointments between November and the spring. Um, then when the time changes again and it gets to be, you know, lighter, darker, um, longer, uh, people often miss their appointments just because they're outside and they're enjoying the sun and they feel good. So it's, it's an interesting little um, situation that happens. But yeah, it often can include... You know, not having a lot of energy, sleeping too much, overeating, having, you know, lacking motivation. Um, And definitely, I'm sure people have heard, you know, people who live in Alaska have, you know, during the wintertime when they have much less light, like from 10 o'clock till 2 o'clock, they will often have, you know, uh, light bulbs to turn on to kind of help increase their vitamin D and, and help kind of boost their mood. Um, but even here, closer to the equator, when we don't really have that huge uh, disparity in the sun, we can still have those, um, you know, seasonal times where it just, you just don't feel like your normal self. So basically, you have, it's, yeah, it's the ahead. body's way of, putting into hibernation in a way, <laughs> in a way it sounds like. Um, um, I mean, it kind of feels that way sometimes too. Um, you know, you, you move slower, you don't have that, that um, gusto, that motivation. Um, and, you know, it just, you, it, a lot of times it is a, what, um, I'm sorry, like we kind of mentioned before we started, it also, you know, the holidays don't necessarily help. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if we've had a big change in the, in the family system, 
or just a change in who we celebrate with. Um, if we get to celebrate, oftentimes there's some feelings of hopelessness and loneliness during the holidays. I think mostly because they're so hyped up, they don't always meet our expectations. Um, so, you know, that that can also kind of pile on to that feeling when it when it seems like you just things just move slower. So and, so yeah. we it's kind of like if you were to look at it from a Hallmark movie, we get upset that um, we're discouraged that our life's not going to be like that Hallmark movie. Right. That, right. <clears throat> you'll see with with three different plots that's just change out the characters and and uh, yeah. we have a new Hallmark Christmas movie. Yeah, understand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There, you know, and and I am not uh, downplaying this at all. There, there are definitely levels, um, just like any other um, situation. There's always a range of of people's emotions and feelings, and and kind of how we um, they affect us. But but you know, sometimes we can get into the um, major depression, uh, and even sometimes some suicidal ideation during during this um, seasonal affective disorder as well. So they can, you know, it can, it can go from just feeling like things aren't right to all the way to, you know, we definitely are not in a great place. Um, oftentimes the people also, because they do feel hopeless sometimes, they also withdraw from social interactions, which it doesn't help. <laughs> right. Because we, we need people. We need people around us. Even, uh, the, we just need people. Right. They, so they help. You're saying it, that seasonal, uh, affective disorder can become, if not, if not in, kept in check, it can lead to actual full on depression. Right. In right. Right. For sure. For sure. And yeah, for sure. Um, Things even like, you know, you're changing appetite, you're changing sleeping habits. Um, and that can even go into difficulty making decisions, concentrating, um, easily agitated. Those are things that are often found in, you know, just a normal major depressive episode. They, they also apply to seasonal affective disorder as well. Um so, you know, it's, it's just, I think that the, of course it's, it's connected to a time frame in the calendar year that, that would, would make it seasonal. So that's the key um, part of this though, yeah. is instead of yeah. you've, you suffer from anxiety and depression, uh, it's, it's now more festive. <laughs> no, it's more, um, right. it's more, <laughs> it's terrible. It's connected, um, it's connected to the, it's connected to the, the time of the year. And often right. we see it longer months or not longer much, but winter months because of longer times that right. we're in darkness in some cases right, right. and mm-hmm. aren't, cannot be as active as we were used to maybe temperature. To some of summer. it's mm-hmm. right. And so we just naturally change our habits and as a mm-hmm. result of that, sometimes those can lead to those depressive moments. Like, Correct. In, or in the case Correct. of holidays, in the case of my, my family, I have a mother who passed away a few years ago. And, and so Christmas was always her time to, to get us 
to get the kids, the grandkids pajamas and and excited. Mm -hmm. And she was happy. And and now that person's no longer there. And so the the holidays have had a a meaning, a feeling different. Yeah. They feel different. Right. 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 So what would be something to watch out for if you know you are affected by this? And it sounds like majority of us are maybe affected, but not necessarily to a degree of what you define as depression, but some of us are more more apt to do so. Um, You know, what what are some warning signs to be careful? Well, I I would say for sure the first kind of uh, warning sign is just noticing that you might have a little bit less energy. Um, Noticing that maybe you don't want to connect with, have those social interactions as much as you normally would. You may, you may still have some, but you may not jump, jump on opportunities as much. Um, and just like, uh, I would say a, a feeling that is, that you don't feel as maybe joyful or happy as you feel like you normally should or that you're, that's normal for you. How about that? That's a better way to describe it. That's maybe as normal for you. Like you see things that, that normally would make you, you know, smile, have a, have that warm, fuzzy feeling. And maybe that just isn't happening. You can recognize that they're good things. You just necessarily can't um, get that feeling that you, would normally have. I see. And so then I guess it really, it's more of a question on if, if it's, if it's a problem is more in the, the beholder who's, who's going through it. Um, Cause our, our habits are definitely going to change, but I guess it's, it's where you realize, Hey, I should not normally feel this way or normally this, this action makes me happy, but it doesn't happy. right now. Mm-hmm. I see. Yes. It's that change in where you can notice, that um, your mood may not uh, be on the normal range for yourself, you know, because not everybody uh, gets ecstatic when they see a kitten. But <laughs> I mean, I do. Some get I allergies, do. and but, some are there are ecstatic. I right. can understand. Yeah, yeah. So you know, but if if that if that um, if seeing a kitten normally makes you ecstatic, and then maybe during this time frame you know, seeing that same tiny kitten, you're like, oh, that's cute. Like, oh, I, I normally would be super excited to see that, but it's just the thing. And in this that case, be like, the kitten being the example, but it could be any, any right. action. It could be anything, yeah. you know, it could be anything. If you, you know, if you, if your favorite food comes and you're not quite as excited, it may be like, okay, let me pay attention to kind of how I'm feeling. So uh, let's see if there are other things going on. So at what point do you need to start saying, I might need to talk to somebody? You know, at what point would you say it yeah. enters that mindset? I would say when, um, well, I always say when it starts to bother you for sure. Sure. When, when you are noticing it and it is something that you are concerned about your own behavior you know um i think which takes a level of awareness that you know we might not all have at the beginning so you know i think 
when you start to say, oh, I've noticed this happening a couple of times. I even have thought about trying to change it. I just can't get the motivation to do that. Then I would say, okay, well, maybe you just first talk to a friend and say, have you seen these things change in me? You know, and, and make sure that, that, you know, maybe somebody else might have seen that too. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then say, okay, maybe, maybe it's time to just go talk to someone and see what are the things, what are the active things that I can, that we can work on or that I can just, you know, understand better. Cause sometimes it's just an understanding of this does happen during, for, for some people, this does happen during the season. And so you have to actively intentionally say, okay, well, I'm not going to ignore my friend's invitation to go out to dinner for two weeks, you know, or I'm not going to um, ignore just, I'm not going to ignore all phone calls because I don't want to talk to anybody, you know, for, for a week. Well, that's um, me all know. season. That's all me. It's me. All I was going to say, so. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely choose to, I definitely opt to text rather than to phone call, but, <laughs> but that's the norm, but that's the norm for me. And so if I'm not replying, then I, it's like a little, it's a little sign that like, okay, why do I not? Cause I normally do that. Sure. That's the thing that I normally do. So it's just what is what has changed in your life, and is it affecting your daily life? So, um, so what would you say? And you know, I know it's going to vary per person, but what would be some right. actions you can take to help alleviate alleviate the 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 effects of of sad? Like I say, sad, but seasonal affective right. disorder. Right. Well, and these are going to be things that we all know, and it's just hard to do. Of course. Um, it's like, it's like losing weight. It's <laughs> diet and exercise. Exactly. But, uh, <laughs> that, that's basically, that's one of the things too, is that, you know, make sure that we are, we're going to go to the basics. We're going to make sure that we're drinking water and, and eating a couple times during the day. Your normal, whatever, because some people eat twice a day. Some people eat six small meals, whatever it is for you. But, that you're doing that in a normal way because our physical body does affect our mental, um, mental spirit and our mood. So we're going to do that. We're going to check on our sleep and make sure that we're sleeping a normal amount of time that we're not sleeping four or five hours extra during the day or having, you know, two or three hours a night of sleep. That's, that's definitely not going to help. Um, this disorder. And then we're also going to be really intent on keeping those, some of those social connections that we have in our normal daily life. Um, even when we may not feel like we, we want to, but just being intent on keeping some of those. And then, you know, the other thing that is the hardest thing for me, but I always say it and it, cause it always works is to get out and move. Mm-hmm. To go for a walk. Um, for those of you who love to run, bless you, go for a run. You know, I, I you used know, to feel you, like I was a guy who could run, and I, I tried to do it in my early 20s. And you know what I did learn about myself is I don't like to run. So Yeah, it's not my thing either. But I can go for a walk, and I can I can do that. So, you know, that, that when you said diet and exercise, it really is. That exercise does give us, 
that endorphin boost in our head that gives us those good chemicals that can kind of counter some of these feelings, these moods. And so, yeah, getting outside and walking. Um, if you're in Texas, it's not too cold right now. It's really you can not. Go no, walk. Yeah. <laughs> still, I know it's December, but you can still go for an afternoon walk and, and be pretty good. And probably um, go to the pool as well if you really, really wanted yeah, to. Oh, in some yeah, places. for sure. <laughs> for sure. But, you know, that, I mean, it, those are, they seem simple and easy and normal, and those are what we should be doing anyway, but that is what's going to boost our endorphins for sure. Um, and then, and we've talked about journaling before, but um, if you feel like, you know, I, let me just write some of these things down because it helps, it helps me to focus, but also it gets them out on a page. Mm-hmm. Um, I will always um, be a proponent of journaling for lots of different things. Um, but really it's those basic things that we just have to keep in our mind. Okay, let's keep going. Let's not, you know, fall into the, I've eaten tortilla chips for three days straight. Cause that's just not healthy in general, but also it's not. As I make a note to eat. stop eating my tortilla <laughs> chips for three days straight, that's not healthy. Yeah, I say, <laughs> I'm making my own personal note. Okay. Stop that. Thomas. <laughs> I mean, if you eat it with salsa, maybe, um, cause that's vegetables. Um, but anyway, but it's just not going to boost um, our phys- actual physical body by, you know, by repeating some of those things. So we have to do the things we all know and that, you know, eat whatever is normal for you and a variety of things, um, you know, keep, keep your water intake going. Sometimes those are the, those are the basic things. But those are the things that kind of keep us going. Sure. And then get get moving. You know, even even if you just go outside in your backyard and walk around a couple of times, just a change of environment will often give you a little boost. I, I tell myself and, okay. that I'm walking around the grounds, which is yeah, the see, backyard. There we go. It makes me feel yeah, like well, I have a, you know. a mansion and and, and a wing, but <laughs> yes. it, it's it's two bedroom duplex. But still, you know, <laughs> the grounds helps me. Yeah. So. In my in my villa later in life, I will definitely walk the grounds for sure. <laughs> but you know, um, those those things they're very basic, but they really are the things that kind of keep us going. And if and if those if you're really being intent on trying to focus on just those basic things, and you're still having some hard issues. That for sure is a, a kind of flag to say, hey, maybe I do need to go talk to somebody, you know, because, again, there's there's a range of feelings and there's a range of emotions on this sad um, seasonal affective disorder. And I told you, I, I do do suffer from this myself. I would say not not very far down the range, but I definitely notice a difference in my own mood. And so, you know, I have, I have to intentionally do those things I just said, keep drinking water, keep eating. Another thing that I personally do is I choose music and play music that boosts my mood and don't play, you know, because, um, sometimes when, when I feel sad, I'm just going to play my sad music and just, you know, 
lean into that feeling, but you can't do that all winter. It's my seventh grade year all over again. I, <laughs> I remember those days. <laughs> so. Well, in fact, my my uh, students today asked me, "Are you okay, Mr. Lewis?" I'm like, uh, "Yeah, class. What? What? Are, yeah, I'm fine." They're like, "Well, your your music list today is kind of sad." I'm like, "Oh, sorry, guys." Uh, yes, it is kind of sad, but it does not say anything about my mood. My mood is fine. Thank you for checking on me. They're like, okay, we just want to make sure you're okay. <laughs> so, you know, music is a great way to kind of keep us in a in a in a happy mood or in a sad. You know, we can we can choose all kinds of things, but um, I definitely try to choose things that are more upbeat in the winter. Sure. Which is weird, Which, but it's true. It's weird for me because I can go from listening to uh, Five Finger Death Punch to uh, 1812 Overture in about, you know, five minutes difference there. Yes. And uh, <laughs> so in my music selection ranges, I mean, again, then to, then to Garth Brooks, you know, it is just yeah, for sure. all That's over great. the place. And so, but I agree for with sure. you. I, I understand that. Um, I, yeah. I'll listen to... Um, <laughs> or I'll listen to hymns, which is definitely counter to the Five Finger Death Punch uh, list there. But <laughs> but certain, you know, upbeat music, yeah. uh, you're absolutely right, can can affect the mood. Especially, I've noticed if I can do that driving into work, um, yeah. you know, it changes my outlook of getting out of the car versus from dread to, hey, you know what? It's, okay. it's, it is yeah, what it is. Yeah, we can do this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we can do this. Mm-hmm. Well, and of course, you know, if, if you saw my playlist, they're all labeled by emotion. <laughs> so uh. that's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, some are, I have happy one, two, and three, and then I have uh, moody and blues and sad and, you know, all kinds. Uh, I think one is even destructive where I want to be angry. Um, so, you know, that that is also a very intentional thing that we can do. And you know what music makes you feel great or what music music lifts your mood. Um, so that's another thing that's just something that is easy and usually free. So, you know, I'm always for the free stuff too. Um, but just being really intentional about kind of keeping yourself going with those normal things. And then if things are still difficult, maybe that's when you're like, okay, well, let me go, let me go talk to somebody and, and get a little help figuring this out. So, and and this is kind of a, I know there's not a, probably a, a quick answer, or maybe there is, mm-hmm. you know, what does somebody do when they do, do decide I need to speak to a counselor? What are they, who do they reach out to? Like what resources yeah. can they do to find? I mean, you could Google, I guess, counselor, but you know, what are, what are yeah. some good steps to find a good counselor? So if you, if you trust your um, GP, maybe you have a great relationship with your normal doctor that you go see, you could call and ask them. Um, if you have insurance, then I would start on the, <laughs> I know it's crazy, but I would start at the insurance um, company and just look and see what providers are on my insurance. Um, and then if not, there's a great, uh, in, the, in Texas and I don't know how many counties right now because it, it grows, but there are many counties in Texas that have free counseling services for children. Um, they're called Starry, S-T-A-R-R-Y, and we have those here in Central Texas. And they're absolutely free for children 0 to 18. Um, 
and you could get hooked up with them if you have kiddos. And then they can also refer you as an adult to um, places that they know. You can, yes, you can straight up Google. Um, and there will be many that pop up. And then you can you can start, there's lots of pictures. So you can start if you want to, if you want to look at your, your possible therapist and say, hmm, I'm not sure. Or if you're looking for specific things, like um, maybe you want someone who um, is multicultural. Maybe you want someone who uh, speaks Spanish. There, You can also put those in your search engine if you want to do that. Um, if you know, if you personally know someone who works in mental health, you can ask them for a referral. They definitely can't see you, but they can definitely refer you to someone who hopefully they trust. I wouldn't refer anybody to somebody I don't trust. Um, so those were the, those are the main ways. Talk to your doctor if, if you, um, if you have that relationship with your doctor, uh, look on, if you have insurance, look on your insurance and see who, who, um, maybe on the insurance that you can use your insurance with. Uh, there are the free services. Some, there's a, there's those free services for kiddos. There's a few, um, and I will say few, uh, therapists who do sliding scale stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you need um, some monetary help with that, that, that might be something that you look for, put therapists with sliding scale. Um you know, you just you just kind of have to ask. And I uh, personally have never advertised anywhere. It's always been word of mouth. And I think that's the best way, you know, if you have a friend that you trust, just say, hey, do you know any, do you know any therapists? Have you heard of any therapists? Because, I mean, obviously you're not going to just ask any random person that you know. But it's definitely someone you trust. Um, because I think word of mouth is you know, always a great way to go. Sure. It's free. That's what I, as a, as a guy who works in <laughs> yeah. sales, I tell our clients that you can never beat word of mouth. I hundred percent agree with that. Oh. So it sounds mm-hmm. like this actually could probably be a, a maybe a, a future topic in more in depth mm-hmm. to talk about uh, yeah. how to find a counselor. And, and, you know, it ranges from uh, people who have the insurance or the money to pay for it. And then right. unfortunately there is a large, probably, to a degree, maybe even larger, that may not have access mm-hmm. to some of the funds. And so that may be something right. we, we talk about further into the future. But the key part is if, sure. if you're suffering from seasonal affective disorder or think you disorder. might be, mm-hmm. and, and it is mm-hmm. causing a problem in your normal routine of life, definitely start talking to somebody, which could up could mm-hmm. include a counselor uh, or counselor right. type situation. Right. And uh, so, well, I appreciate you talking to us today. I'm going to start wrapping yeah, this no up problem. and uh, just hang out on the mm-hmm. line for a little bit and then uh, we'll go from there. All right. Well, thank you okay. very much for being on the show. Thank, thank you very you. much. Yeah. You've been listening to the Better People podcast. We've had Rhonda Ramirez on with us today. And uh, as we said, seasonal affective disorder, it's often called SAD. Is the acronym for it. It's common around the holidays, but it's not necessarily exclusive to the holidays. If you have any questions, you always consult a licensed professional counselor. And with that, thank you for listening.